We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. With that said, I've got a word for you all today, and I'm excited. And if this word ain't for you or you feel like it's not for you, don't worry. Pastor will be back Sunday, and you'll get a word. You'll get that hot off the press word that he brings. And I'm excited about that. But if you're going to help me preach and teach tonight, just give me an amen. I don't want a pat or need a pat on the back. I just want to know if there's somebody in the house who enjoys hearing the word of God. Can I tell y'all, it makes no difference to me who the preacher is preaching behind this podium. If he or she is preaching from the Word of God and they are in the Word of God, then I'm going to help them preach and teach. I'm going to get back behind them because I want them to preach to me. I want them to teach to me. Amen? Well, come on, somebody. I told you I wasn't going to get all hot. Let's stand. Let's get into the Word of the Lord tonight. If you would, turn with me to Matthew 6. I'll begin reading at verse 19. The Bible says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I want us to go and break it down a little bit more. I like the Bible or the Message Bible version that breaks it down. And it says, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust. Or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place where you will most want to be and end up being. And I want to preach to you on this thought. It's time to clean house. It's time to clean house. Help me pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost and your power that we felt already in this place today. I thank you for this opportunity to come into your house and lift up your name and get a chance to touch your throne room one more time. I thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, I'm asking you to touch our minds, touch our hearts today, touch your word today. Speak to us today. Lord, I'm just a willing vessel here today. I'm just a willing, broken, empty vessel, Lord, willing to be used by you. Use me for your glory. Speak to somebody. Speak to me today, Lord. And Lord, we'll take it home and we'll apply it to our lives and we'll praise you right now for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise. You may be seated. It is time to clean house. Uh, That's a statement that's used in my house a whole lot. At least that's what Hillary tells me I say I do. 
And not that our house is always a mess, but I have a tendency, I do, I have a strong tendency to want to make sure that something is put back in its place or its rightful place after it's been in use. Right? Can I get an amen from somebody? However, I do say it, it is time to clean house every now and again, but it's usually because I've got these two boys one who's fixing to turn 10, the other one that's five, who like to go around and stack stuff up. And usually when they begin to stack stuff up in my house, I'm the one that trips on it, steps on it, or I'm looking for something that I know I put there that's hidden under it. And if I don't tell them it's time to clean house, then uh, days go by and uh, more Legos account for more Legos. In fact, I find Legos that I didn't know we had. Because they're pulling them out of places that I didn't know they were there. And the same thing with their dirty clothes. We've got a dirty clothes basket. But somehow it never makes it to the dirty clothes basket. It stacks up. It piles up. And usually that's when I'm saying, it's time to clean house, guys. It's time we're going to clean some rooms. It's time, to, it's time to do something because if we don't take care of this, something's going to happen. Somebody's going to trip over something. Somebody's going to get hurt. And usually when you start to pile up and then you try to get access to things that you need access to, you don't have access to them anymore because they're blocked. And because there's a, there's a pile coming up. and it, So it, it just gets into me. And, and at that time, you know, my anxious self begins to say, oh, I, it's got to get cleaned up and it's got to get cleaned up right now. So we clean it up. We get it back the way it is and... Uh, it's just, it's just one of those things that happens in my house, and I know, and surely it happens in other houses. And if y'all let me tonight, we're going to teach for a little bit. Is there anybody in here that likes a clean house? Is there anybody that likes to clean house? Changed up a little bit. Well then you can help me preach tonight. Obviously, I'm not preaching about material things tonight, and I'm not preaching about material homes tonight or your house tonight. Technically, I'm speaking spiritually. I've had the chance uh, to go inside uh, many places, some being residential, some being commercial throughout my career. And I've seen some pretty immaculate homes and businesses throughout my time of going through these places. But during that time, I've also seen some not-so-pretty homes and not-so-pretty businesses going th through there. And some of these places, I would even go down to our terms that we use today. And I know it's used because I've done some di deep and digger, or deeper digging into this subject. And we would call them hoarders. Anybody heard of a hoarder? Anybody seen a hoarder? Anybody? Well, let's just keep that to ourselves. You see, hoarders are people that are in a constant battle by an obsessive need to acquire and failure to use or discard a significant amount of possessions. Even if the items are worthless, even if they're hazardous, or even if they're unsanitary. I read a story one time about a 70-year-old woman who had went missing for months. 
months, she went missing. I mean, they put out all kinds of stuff. Had police searching. They had it in the newspaper. They had it everywhere. And her husband found her in their home. She had been deceased when he found her under a mountain full of trash that had been hoarded for years. You see, they had hoarded so much stuff that they could not uh, let go, including all unsanitary things and hazardous things. And it piled up so much that she was walking by one day and it fell on top of her, suffocating her. And the house was uh, overwhelming with clutter and, 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 and just the, the stench of things uh, that was unsanitary. And they even uh, had the very best trained dogs in the world. And they could not detect that she was in the house the whole time. And the husband lived there for four months before he finally noticed her toes peeking out from under all that clutter. Talking about a hoarder. I'm talking about, I'm talking about clutter. I'm talking about things piled up in their home. I've done some research. I've done some digging. And I've uh, even watched on uh, YouTube the show called Hoarders. And obviously these are notes from my past uh, few years teaching in Sunday school on uh, this thought. And so I did some more digging today and this afternoon. And uh, it's an interesting look to look into uh, that show called Hoarders. And, and interesting to look in uh, different people's lives who inability to part with their belongings is so out of control that they're on the verge of a personal crisis. Literally, personal crisis. And they call it uh, the hoarding disorder. It's an actual disorder. And uh, it goes so much deeper with these folks and so many things that are happening in their life and, and it's really affecting everything uh, that they touch, everything that they're around and mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, it affects them. And this is so mind-blowing because you never knew or, or what you were going to find in some of these houses that I did some digging on. And I seen the episode on one house that uh, they were cleaning it and they found two mummified cats under a couch. In another episode, they find a live possum who had been dwelling in the house with them for months. Dunn had, a, Dunn had a, a home and a storage of his own there. And they didn't know it until they started actually cleaning up. And they were going, wow, wow, that, that's where some of our stuff's missing. That's where it was going. It was being taken right out from underneath them. The whole time because they were living in clutter. They were living in something that they had been hoarding for so long. And to them, it, it didn't affect them. To them, it... It was all normal. To them, they had acquired so much and so quickly and that it didn't bother them any longer. And we're going to get, a, uh, we're gonna get deep tonight. And please, please, nobody get upset with me tonight because I'm not preaching or teaching about your physical house or your material things again. But I want to dig into our spiritual lives today and tonight and help some folks tonight that have been struggling with some things and struggling and, and trying to, you've had the questions and you've tried to been figure out, Lord, why have I not been uh, 
why have I not been taken care of? I feel like I'm, I'm just stuck in this rut. I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I've prayed. I've asked her questions. I've, I've done this. And, and the whole time, we ain't got access to certain places in our spiritual walk with the Lord because we tended to grab a hold of some things through our walk, through this life and this world that we never cleaned out. And they didn't bother us at the time. At the time, it was so small. At the time, it was insignificant. At the time, it didn't matter. But through days and through years and through weeks and through months, it became clutter. And now that clutter has blocked access to that door that you need access to, but you can't get there because it's not cleaned out. And you wonder why you keep falling and you keep tripping in the same exact place. Well, you still have those things stacked in that same exact place. And tonight, I want to challenge some folks tonight. It's not going to be hot preaching tonight. It's not going to be... But it's going to be challenging for us to go in and start cleaning out some things so we can get access back to where we need to be and get access back to the Lord and back to our relationship and draw a little closer to Him because that's that's what we need tonight. We need to get closer. Can I tell y'all through the work week, it's tough. I know y'all know it's tough. Today's been tough. And had I not went to to prayer before the Lord, I would have just let that stack up. And had I not attended to that or tended to it, then all it does is become clutter that begins to block my access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And before long, hey, it wasn't hazardous at first. It wasn't unsanitary. It wasn't, it wasn't a sickness at first. It wasn't deathly to my spiritual walk with the Lord at first. But through time, when I can't get access to the food, when I can't get access to the meal, and when I talk about the meal, I'm talking about the meal that's delivered and I can't get access because I've got so much clutter in my mind. I've got so much clutter in my heart so I can't even focus any longer on the meal that my pastor or the preacher or the evangelist has been feeding me. And now I've gone hungry on a church pew. Why? Because I allow clutter in my life to be unattended and not focused on and not cleaned up. That's why the writer said, I die daily. It was a daily thing to go and clean up. It was a daily thing to say, Lord, i got to take care of some things. The hoarding disorder. I did some digging again on this to remind myself to be fresh again. Uh, the signs of a hoarder and symptoms may include this. Listen. Excessively acquiring items that are not needed or for which there's no space. Persistent difficulty throwing out or parting with your things regardless of actual value. Feeling a need to save these things and being upset by the thought of discarding them. Building up clutter to the point where rooms become unusable. Oh, somebody get a hold of that. Having a tendency toward indecisiveness, Perfectionism, avoidance, procrastination, and problems with planning and organizing. Excessive acquiring and refusing to discard items results in this. 
Disorganized piles or stacks of items such as newspapers, clothes, paperwork, books, or sentimental items. Possessions that crowd and clutter, clutter your walking spaces and living areas and make the space uh, unusable for the intended purpose, such as not being able to cook in the kitchen or use the restroom to bathe. Build up of food or trash to unusually excessive unsanitary levels. Significant distress or problems functioning or keeping yourself and others safe in your home. Conflict with others who try to reduce or remove clutter from your home. My, I hope y'all are listening to this. Because we're going to teach here shortly on it. Difficulty organizing items and sometimes losing important items in the clutter. Hoarding disorder can cause a, a variety of complications including in increased risk of falls, injuries or being trapped by shifting or falling items, family conflicts, loneliness and social isolation, unsanitary conditions that pose a risk to health, a fire hazard, poor work performance, legal issues such as eviction. And they call that the hoarding disorder. Can I tell you, this is like some of us that hold on to things that clutter our walk with God. We too are in a constant battle and need to clean up in order to see God face to face. We need to allow God tonight to clean out our lives and try to live a life of holiness. And some people get to a point where big, uh, devastating things never enter their mind or big, devastating sins never enter the mind. We don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to go commit adultery. It don't happen that way. We don't just wake up one day and say, I think I'll go destroy my life or destroy somebody's life today. But as we go through this thing we call life, it's easy to pick up a few bad habits along the way. And often when sin creeps into our lives, it does so slowly. And at first it may be uh, barely noticeable. Perhaps one day uh, maybe you're laughing at a joke and later you feel that twinge of guilt and that conviction that hits you and you, maybe you tell yourself, I shouldn't have laughed at that or... Uh, that's what you're thinking. And, but a few days you find yourself later telling that same exact joke. And often we deceive ourselves about our behaviors and we try to justify them. And uh, Yes, I may have repeated the gossip, but everybody knows that what I said was true. So is it really gossip, gossip if it's factual? These things, believe it or not, if they're not dealt with, become clutter. And when we don't deal with it and we don't clean it up, we begin to hoard them. We begin to become hoarders. We tell ourselves, well, uh, they're small, it's insignificant, and uh, you know this ain't too big, and we don't need or even want anymore. We're, we're, we're good, and uh, it, it's going to be all right. And then we have that grudge that, we hold on to and we never let go because somebody did you wrong. Somebody said something about you and we hold on to it and there comes another box. There comes another newspaper. There comes some more stuff tagged in. There comes another trash bag. 
And then there's that small piece of gossip that we hang on to. And there's that, uh, that excuse that keeps us from being faithful to prayer time or Bible study or even from God's house. And there comes another stack. Here comes another stack. Here comes another stack. And there's, there's these small little things that keep going around or keep coming around that we just can't part with. And just stack after stack. And it's not bothering us. And we're not seeing nothing right now. And it's not happening. But through time, the, the, the hallways get narrower and narrower. And please don't misunderstand me because I already feel a little tug right now. Well, he's just speaking about sin today. No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. Sin's a big part of that clutter. But so are some regular things in our lives called jobs and called friends, called family. That we begin to just put all of our time and faith in, hey, and all those things are good. My boy's playing football this year, and I'm excited about it. I'm ready for him to knock somebody's head off. And he plays good. But if I'm not careful, I can put all of my time and effort and, and, and money and everything into that and you, before long. I may not see it at the start, but clutter starts to build in, and I start bringing trash in. I start bringing some magazines in. I start, I start bringing some, some books and, and there's boxes of, of, of op, unopened stuff. And, and before long, it's blocking my access to the front door that would get me to church. And, and now i got an excuse of why I don't go to church on Sunday or Wednesday. Well, football practice is happening. Well, I'm going to go hang out with my friends this weekend. And, and clutter. Or it is that sin and it's those things that nobody knows about, and it's, 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 it's small, it's insignificant, and oh, you know, it's all good, and, but it's been unchecked, and it's, it's not been tended to, and stack after stack. And before long, I do come to church, but now it's tough to get involved. Now I went from the front pew to the back pew, and I'm not saying anybody that was on the, on the back pew tonight was ever on the front pew, so don't misunderstand me. Unless you were on the front pew and you're at the back. But before long, that clutter gets you. And you start slowly stepping away, stepping away. And it's just an inch at a time. Because it's not bothering you anymore. Because there's so much clutter. But then you find yourself in a place going, Lord, I'm in this rut. I'm in this hole. I'm in this. I'm stuck. What is it? And he's telling us. It's time to clean house. It's time to remove some things. It's time to get access back to some areas in your life. See, some folks have lost their praise. And they lost their praise because they've got some things stacked up in front of praise room. Well, you can't get access to that room any longer because it's being blocked. And you wonder why you lost your praise. Well, it's still in that room. What you need to do now is you need to start removing some clutter. It's time to start removing some things that are blocking that room and get access back to that room today. I don't know what it may be today for you. Some people are dealing with some faith issues. They're dealing with a, they've got a lot of doubt, but the problem is today is their faith room is being blocked. Well... 
I'm struggling. The Lord hasn't done it for me. He just hasn't done it for me. He hasn't done it because you don't have the faith. And you don't have the faith because you can't get access to that room. And you can't get access to that room because it's all cluttered. You've hoarded some things. You've allowed some things to build up in your life over time. It doesn't happen overnight. I've heard it said, what is it? A slow fade. And I do, I've been in this shoes, I've been in this place, I've, I've found myself in this place on several occasions, and I could have found myself in that place today. Because through life, life just hits you in the mouth sometimes. Sometimes it ain't the enemy. Sometimes it ain't some big sin. Sometimes it's just life. And if you let life, it'll get you down. And you can't get to the joy room now. And now you're depressed and oppressed and broken. You feel lonely. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about my situation. They haven't called me. They haven't texted me. Pastor's not here. He's not listening. Well, you don't have access to your joy room no more. Why? Because you've allowed life to clutter your life and begin to build some things up there. And now you can't get access to that room. And before long, when you can't get access to that room, it does become unsanitary. Now health issues are taking place. Because now there's a lot of clutter. Now the trash is out of the bag. Now there's rodents crawling around. Now there's rodents eating at your life. And now you're sick spiritually. Why? Because you've allowed some things to clutter over time. But whether you're here tonight or whether you're watching live tonight or if you watch later, the fact is this. We still have an opportunity to go and clean up some things. Hey, you might have got full of the Holy Ghost Sunday and we had some great church on Sunday and the power of the Holy Ghost fell and the Lord done some great things. But the fact is this. Monday came. Tuesday has come, Wednesday's here, and life has just been, it's just been rough. You watch the news just one time, and you feel like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. But if that goes unattended and not tended to, then that becomes weight that you put off in your home. Oh. And just like the symptoms that I just read to you about a hoarder and the hoarder disorder, you know what it does is it risks health issues to those that are living in that home. Parents, hear me today. I may be younger than a lot of you here today, and you've got kids. Some of you might have kids that are grown, but some of you might have them in your home today. But the fact is this. If you allow clutter in your life, it will soon not only affect you, but it will affect your children. And I'm going to tell you today, I'm going to stand boldly in the Holy Ghost. It's not going to happen under my house because every opportunity that I get, I want to make sure that I'm face down before the Lord saying, Lord, clean me up. Forgive me of my sins. Wash away this life. Wash away the weight that's been building up on me because my kids matter. My family matters. And it doesn't just affect me, but it affects those around me. It's time to clean house. Oh, I, I, I've, I've caught myself 
And you may be here tonight and you might got tons of clutter. Or you might be here tonight and it may just be a little because everything is good on Sunday. But you have an opportunity. And I know I said it at the beginning. This, you may feel like this message ain't for you. It's for every single person in here today. Because you're going to deal with life. You're going to deal with sin. Let me say that one more time. You're going to deal with life and you're going to deal with sin. Oh, you don't know me. I've been in church all my life. You're going to deal with sin. And if you don't check that sin at every opportunity that you have, what it does is it becomes piles in your home. And those piles become piles upon piles and they create unsanitary things. And they block access, like we've already said, to the meal. There's folks in churches all over the world today that go hungry inside the church. Why? Because they have no access to the refrigerator. They got no access to the table. Why? Because there's so much clutter stacked on the table. Well, we can't use that table today, so we might as well use a TV tray. But the little space that I got is just this big. And I ain't been getting no sleep and I feel lonely and it's dark and my lights ain't working because I got clothes stacked all the way to the roof. I'm talking spiritually. Some folks are still trying to figure out whose homes are stacked up. Hey, that don't matter. What matters is, is your spiritual home stacked up. Because we can look at it and we can watch hoarders all day long and go, man, I would never live like that. But you're living like that spiritually. And let me just tell y'all, that's worse than living physically like that. I want to make it to heaven. And the way that I make it to heaven is every opportunity that I get is I hit my face before the Lord and say, Lord, wash me clean. Cleanse me up. Remove whatever it is that keeps me from getting to you because I've got to have access to Jesus Christ. I've got to have access to the praise room. I've got to have access to my prayer room. I've got to have access to my Bible room. I've got to have access. And the only way that I get access is when I clean the house. I'm telling y'all, I've walked in on the, and on the boys. They've got a playroom. And I've caught my time, uh, myself time, time and time again, going there and just shut the door. Because I can't even look at it. Because I've gone in there, cleaned that room by myself, just spotless. And then go back in there a few minutes later and it looked like a tornado hit it. And I try to go get access to their closet because I need to get their clothes or I need to get something out of there that I know is in there and I can't get in there because they've got piles of toys or piles of Legos or piles of clothes. Or uh, Bentley's got this, uh, he's got his uh, hero uniform, wrestling uniform stuff that, you know, he can dress into his alter ego anytime he wants to. And there's just piles of them. And at times he's just wanting to figure out who he's going to be. He don't know if he's going to be Superman or if he's going to be a WWE wrestler. So I, it'll just be all piled up because he's got to go through it all. And there'll be times I'm trying to get access to that closet and I can't because there's no access there. And then I get upset because I can't get access to it. Let's flip that spiritually. That's what happens. And then we get upset when we come into the church and we're mad because we can't get access. 
Well, you can't get access because you allowed that clutter to build up. It's not the preacher's fault. It's not the singer's fault. It's not the musician's fault because they didn't sing your song. It's not their fault. It's not God's fault. What it is, it's my fault. It's your fault because we allowed some clutter to block some access to rooms that we need to in order for the Lord to draw closer to us because he wants to bless some folks. Hey, your blessings are accessible if you'll just clean up a little bit. You want some victory in your life? You want some blessings in your life? You want some healing in your life? Start cleaning up the house a little bit and get access to those rooms that God has given to you. Well, I've got some promises I've been hanging on to and the Lord hadn't done them yet. Well, maybe it's time that we clean up a little bit and get access back to those rooms and remind ourselves that God is going to do it. That God is going to take care of us. It's time to clean house. It's time to clean up our minds. It's time to clean up our hearts. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, Brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We've got to get to a place now where we've got to start thinking about some good things and thinking about cleaning up some things. Oh, Lord, I know, it's, I know it's been a negative work week. I know it's been just a negative uh, just life this week. And I know everything's just gone wrong and it's gone upside down and it just hasn't worked out the way it should work out. Now it's just time to start cleaning up some things. Lord, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. Lord, I need you to take this from my mind. I need you to take this from my spirit. I, need you to, I know they did me wrong, but I forgive them. I know it wasn't right, but I forgive them. Lord, I know I've messed up. I know I, I know I said some things I can't take back, but Lord, forgive me. Lord, I know I did some things I shouldn't have. I, I know I went to a place I shouldn't have gone, but Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need you to clean up or help me clean up my house because I need access to the Holy Ghost. I need access to some power. I need some access to some virtue. I need some access to some positive thinking. And the way that I do that is starting to clean up. Some people need to break out their Holy Ghost broom and say, Lord, it's time to clean up the house today. It's a good day in the house of the Lord to clean up. Oh, I do. It may just be my tendency. I don't know if I really like it or if it's just something that deal. But I like to clean up the house. I like to fold clothes. You ask my wife, am I right? Not because she don't do it, she does it. I just like to do it. Most of the time it's done before she gets to it. Because that's just the way I am. That's just the way I do things. But I don't like it when stuff stacks up. I don't like it when there's a couple baskets that I've pulled out of the, out of the, the laundry dryer or washer and I just set them to the side. I don't like that. It bothers me. But what's sad is, come on somebody. But what's sad is, there's times in my life I allow that in my spiritual walk with the Lord to happen. I take care of everything else. I make sure, you know, this is done, that's done, and dinner's on time. But spiritually, I'm over here going, Lord, 
Why am I struggling in this area of my life? Why am I doing this? Well, you know, it just that message wasn't for me, Lord. Uh, the pastor was preaching to somebody else, and the whole time it was for me. But the fact is this, I've allowed some stuff to, to clutter up. And then I find myself all by myself going, I'm just lonely. You're lonely because you lost access to that room. That's where all your joy was. That's where all your peace was. That's where all your excitement was. Because you used to come excited to the house of the Lord. Everything you said, boy, you got up at the front. It was a worship. It didn't matter what song it was. It didn't matter who was singing. It didn't matter who the preacher was. It did not matter. You were right there. But now all of a sudden, through time, you've allowed the clutter to build up. You've allowed the trash to build up. And now you don't have access to that excitement no more. And now it's the Lord's fault. Lord, you just ain't done it for me. Yeah, yeah. You missed the opportunity. There was an opportunity for some folks Sunday to get a hold of their joy, to get a hold of their healing, to get a hold of their victory, to get a hold of that breakthrough that they needed. But, well, that message wasn't for me. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody help me, because if pastor was up here throwing down, we'd have amens everywhere. But now we're doing a little digging, and it's like, mm. if I say amen, they may, they, they may think, I got some clutter in my life. I'm going to just tell you all straight up, I got some clutter. I'm not telling you all I got some big old sin in my life, because I don't, but I've got some clutter from life building up. And if I don't take care of it tonight, it's going to build up. And next Sunday when I come in, I'm going to be a little heavier. And then the next Sunday when I come in, I'm going to be even heavier. The next Sunday when I come in, people are going to go ask me, man, you're not smiling anymore. What's wrong? Are you okay? Are you feeling good? Are you sick? No, what I've allowed is, is I've allowed that clutter to make me spiritually sick inside. And if I don't deal with it spiritually, I will die. I've got to make it to heaven. My objective here today is to make it to heaven. And the way that I'm going to make it to heaven is have the best, strongest relationship that I can have with Jesus Christ. And the way that I do that is making sure that my house is clean. So you may be here tonight and you may just have a little bit of clutter or you may have a clean house tonight. But I, I'm just going to tell you tonight, it's time to come in here once, to, once more, take another opportunity and say, Lord, I might have a clean house tonight, but I want to make sure it's a little cleaner. Because I found a little dust over there in the corner. I found a little cobweb that found itself that I forgot about last week that I'm going to take care of today. Because I don't want it to build up. I don't want it to build up from one corner and go to the next corner. And, and before long, I can't walk through my house in the only place. Can I tell y'all, through my time and through this career that I've had and been able to walk through these businesses and walk through these residential places, I have walked through some houses where literally I had to, because that was the only path. And if I touched something, it was going to fall on me. I've been in businesses. Let me tell you, commercial businesses, big warehouses, where they're super hazardous, where if a fire broke out, that building would burn completely down and nobody would know and could kill tons of people. 
Why? Because they had access blocked to the areas that were most important to their life. In fire protection, you better make sure that riser is accessible and that fire panel is accessible. And I know many of you don't know what that is, but it lets you know when there's a fire. And when there is a fire, it puts the fire out. So that the fire department don't have to work with much. But the fact is this, you walk into those businesses sometimes and even residential homes sometimes and they're blocked. Well, that's, my st- that's, that's where I stack everything. Well, I need access to that because how do you know it works? The same thing goes with our heart. We've got it all cluttered up and blocked up and the Lord can't get to your heart to deal with the heart issues because it's all covered up. That's the most important part of you. You're struggling in your mind because you've got so much clutter in there and the Lord's trying to deal with you. But you can't deal with you because you've got it all blocked up. And those are important things. He needs access to you. He needs access to the temple. He needs access to your body. He needs access to you spiritually. And if you're blocked up, it's hazardous. And it could destroy a lot of lives because you've allowed it to build up. Sister Beckham, if you would, please come help me. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's time for us to be renewed, to be restored. It's time for us to clean house and we do that by taking, every, taking advantage of every opportunity that we get. Lord, I want to be here. I don't know. There might be some folks under the sound of my voice that may be watching or they may not be watching. They may watch later. I don't know. There may be some folks, obviously, that's not here for whatever reason. But there may be some that have found some excuses. And believe it or not, it's been service after service. It's been build up, build up, build up. And right now it hasn't affected. But there will come a time. When everything comes loose in your life and you go, where is God at? Well, you've got Him blocked off. There's no access. Well, you're talking about God. I am talking about God. I'm talking about a gentleman that will not force himself. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. He will not force himself on you. So if the door's blocked, he may still be knocking, but you've got to clean it up and open up the door. And we do that by taking advantage of every opportunity. Whether you're on the mountaintop tonight or you're in the valley, whether you've got a clean house tonight or you've got a clutter-filled house tonight, these altars should be filled up tonight with every church member here that's available to get out of their pew. You should be at the altar, not because I'm preaching, not because I'm teaching, not because this is explosive, because it's not. Let me just tell y'all, I already feel it. I walk out of here and beat myself up. I'm going to do that. And you can ask my wife. Because sometimes I feel like it's a dud. But I know I got a word from the Lord for somebody. I know it was a word and a reminder to me. And I know the enemy will jump on and say, Bud, you should have preached that fresh stuff that you had. And I had something fresh. I had something upbeat. But the Lord kept saying, No, 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 no you got to remind somebody they got to clean up their house because if that house is unattended, if it's left cluttered, they're going to lose access to some things. And eventually, eventually, it may not happen today, 
But eventually, it's going to make them sick in their body. And when they get sick in their body over time, it can cause death. And they may go looking for you for months. I haven't seen them in months. And they were dead on a church pew the entire time. Nobody ever seen them. Why? Because they were cluttered up so much. So much clutter. It's been hidden behind a fake smile. It's been hidden behind a perfect life. I got it all together out here. But inside, I'm full of clutter. Inside, I, I, I ain't got access. And I'm challenging somebody right now in the Holy Ghost. I know what I feel. If you'll get up, if you'll step out, and you'll get a hold of that Holy Ghost broom tonight and begin to sweep away at some things and begin to clean up some things. I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost, you'll get access to those things you need access again. You'll get your joy back. You'll get your peace back. You'll get your promises back. You'll you'll get it back. But it's up to you. If you're going to get access and begin to start cleaning, Oh, it don't mean you coming doesn't mean that you're just full of clutter. It just means that you're taking care of this opportunity to say, Lord, I'm not going to let those webs grow bigger. I'm not going to let that clutter grow bigger. I'm going to clean it up while I have a chance because I want to have a stronger relationship with you. I want to draw closer with you. The Lord wants to draw closer with somebody tonight. The Lord wants to give somebody a victory tonight. The Lord wants to hug your neck tonight. But are you gonna step out and take advantage of this opportunity? Or are you gonna let pride clutter up Because that's what we do time and time again. We let guilt, we let condemnation, we let fear, and we let pride block us from getting access to the King. From getting access to the Master. From getting access to the God of glory. He's going to give you what you need. But you've got to throw that pride away. You've got to throw that guilt away. You've got to throw that condemnation away. That's not of the Lord. He's going to do it for you. You've just got to clean it up first. Lord, clean me. Lord, wash me. Lord, take care of me. Because I've got to get access to you. Oh, somebody's getting access to their victories. Somebody's getting access to their blessings. Somebody's getting access to the miracles. You're getting access to that love again. To that joy again. To that warmth of Jesus Christ hugging you again. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm unworthy. I'm a nobody.